This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. The doctor who got COVID-19 after getting vaccinated. It also happened to this nurse. And look who just died of COVID-19. Marianne from Gilligan's Island. Then the biggest party of the year and no one's invited a new year's eve unlike any other stay at home and the year of lawlessness look what just happened to the guy in the car attack of the squirrels a neighborhood under siege by the most aggressive squirrels you've ever seen it's happened before Hilaria Baldwin speaks out. What she's saying about claims she faked her background. And what did Alec know and when did he know it? Plus the downtown mystery from the Nashville bombing. When you're alone and life is making you Now, pop icon Petula Clark breaks her silence. Then, mom under fire for tossing her baby into the snow. Do you regret posting the video? Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, and thanks for joining us. I'm Mary Calvi. In today for Deborah, this ER doctor was super excited to get the COVID vaccine. Then came a moment he never expected. Just days later, he ended up testing positive for the virus. He says it's a case of really bad luck. And as Les Trent reports, he's not alone. This frontline doctor was stricken with COVID-19 after getting vaccinated. Dr. Josh Mugel was vaccinated on December 20th. He treated COVID-19 patients at his hospital in Georgia on Christmas Day. Three days later, on the 28th, he tested positive. I've had a number of people say they've had similar stories where within the first week of getting the vaccine, they've been unfortunate enough to, to contract the virus. So I, I think it's just unlucky. And this ER nurse in San Diego posted a photo holding his vaccination record card with the message, got my COVID vaccine. Eight days later, the nurse, identified only as Matthew W., came down with the virus. Medical experts aren't surprised by these reports. The COVID-19 vaccine doesn't begin building immunity until a week or so after it's been injected. In that window of time, frontline workers are still in danger and must continue taking all precautions. I do think the, the vaccine is still um, the, the absolute most effective tool we're going to have to fighting this pandemic. And so I, I'm, I have absolute faith in it. The pace of vaccinations continues to be much slower than predicted. Just 2.1 million people have been given shots, far short of the 20 million predicted by December 31st. And there's just one more day left to the year. Hundreds of elderly residents waited at a vaccination center in Fort Myers, Florida, some through the night to make sure they didn't miss their turn. 
In California, the situation is dire. This hospital in Los Angeles is treating patients in a gift shop. Here's Lisa Guerrero. Some hospitals are so overwhelmed with COVID patients that they're actually considering rationing health care, which means that a committee is going to have to make some heartbreaking decisions about who's going to get life-saving treatment and who is not. You're having to decide between um, a ventilator for an 85-year-old versus a ventilator for a 32-year-old. More famous personalities are going public with news that they've come down with the virus. The Office star, actress Angela Kinsey, is suffering from COVID along with her husband. Still congested, which you know, because I'm in a house with people who have COVID, is freaking me so I've been sick for the last four days. That's TV doctor Drew Pinsky waiting to be tested for COVID-19. It was positive. His wife Susan posted, he's feeling better and will hopefully get well soon. And this was the crazy scene at Universal Theme Park in Orlando. Large crowds ignoring advice to stay home for the holidays. The park reportedly reached capacity just 10 minutes after opening Wednesday morning. And the pandemic has claimed another well-known personality, Dawn Wells, the beloved actress who played girl next door castaway Mariana on Gilligan's Island, has died at age 82. Her publicist confirmed she passed away of complications from COVID-19. She will be missed. The countdown is on for New Year's Eve, and after the dreadful 2020, it can't come soon enough. This year, the iconic ball drop in Times Square will look a lot different, with a sea of humanity replaced with just a handful of revelers. Stephen Fabian has more. This is what the crossroads of the world will not look like this year. The warning from police. Please stay at home. There are absolutely no spectators allowed in Times Square. Typically, one million revelers cram shoulder to shoulder here in Times Square to ring in the new year at what's called the world's biggest party. This year, the famous ball drop and star performances will still go on, but only production staff and 100 frontline workers who are being honored will be allowed anywhere near the stage. Now, police will also be on hand to stop anyone from entering the Times Square perimeter. In a nod to the year 2020, Gloria Gaynor will sing her 1978 classic, I Will Survive. And, we'll rise up. I like the way and Andra Day will sing her 2020 anthem, Rise Up. Happy New Year. We caught up with Joel McHale, who's co-hosting Fox's New Year's Eve Toast and Roast 2021 from a Hollywood soundstage with his buddy, Ken Jong. We are excited to kind of stand next to each other. We'll be far apart from each other, but... People are like, is that socially distanced? Is that why you're doing that? I was like, no, I just never have wanted to stand next to him. Mikhail says he's excited to bid this year farewell. There's been a lot of cool stuff this year, but mostly it's been a dumpster fire. So I think this will be a cathartic release, I hope. And in a year that saw a huge spike in crime across the USA, maybe it's fitting that we end 2020 with another disturbing act of lawlessness. As a pack of teens on bikes surround a BMW in Manhattan, terrorizing the man and woman inside. 2021 can't come soon enough. 
And this is the first time a crowd has not been allowed in Times Square since the first ball drop way back in 1907. It's one of the mysteries of the Nashville bombing. Why was the bomber playing the 60s classic downtown from a loudspeaker in his recreational vehicle before it blew up? Now the iconic singer of downtown, Petula Clark, is breaking her silence, wondering why he picked her biggest hit to be the last thing he heard. 60s pop icon Petula Clark says she is in a state of shock because her hit song Downtown was played moments before the Nashville bomber blew up his RV. I feel the need to express my shock and disbelief at the Christmas Day explosion in our beloved music city, the legendary British singer says. Of all the thousands of songs, why this one? Like the rest of us, Petula wonders whether the wistful theme of loneliness in the song was a reflection of the bomber's own sense of isolation. Petula writes on Facebook, millions of people all over the world have been uplifted by this joyful song. Perhaps you can read something else into these words. Depending on your state of mind, it's possible. Petula was 33 years old when she recorded Downtown in 1965. She is now 88. We're also learning bizarre new details about the bomber Anthony Warner. He was a conspiracy nut who went to a local state park hunting for so-called lizard people, shape-shifting reptilian aliens living among us in human form, supposedly bent on world domination. It's also being revealed that Anthony Warner's girlfriend called police last year to report he was making bombs in his RV. Cops went to his house but saw no evidence of a crime and left. Cute little squirrels that people feed in the park aren't usually thought of as being vicious, but one neighborhood is under attack by a pack of squirrels that are so aggressive, residents are scared to leave their homes. Amber Cogliano bravely went to check it out. Squirrels sure look cute and furry, but they can be vicious. Watch as this squirrel pounces on a cop after wreaking havoc at a home in upstate New York. At least three people attacked by a squirrel at a senior center. A similar attack took place at this retirement home in Orlando. We had a squirrel that entered our building and it's in our activity room and it's jumping on people and biting them and scratching them. This squirrel sneaked into a grocery store and wasn't happy when his meal was interrupted. Now a neighborhood in Queens, New York, is finding itself under siege by a cluster of angry squirrels. People are being physically attacked, and some homeowners say they're afraid to leave their houses out of fear they'll be the next victim of the aggressive squirrels. Micheline Frederick had to be hospitalized after repeatedly getting bitten by a crazed squirrel. It came out of nowhere. We're not sure if it came from that direction. It just came running up. This image from her home surveillance camera shows the squirrel latching onto her left hand. Look at the bloody aftermath. It looks like war. We started a wrestling match, and I lost badly. Micheline's neighbors have also been tormented by the aggressive squirrels. <laughs> Mom Vinti Singh was recording a squirrel on their mailbox when it suddenly pounced at them. 
I'm really afraid at this point that there is something going on where the squirrels might be ill and spreading it because this is not normal behavior for squirrels. And Ricky Asher was also attacked by a squirrel. I was going out in my garden and a little squirrel was there, big eyes, very sweet, and I looked down and said hi and suddenly jumped on my thigh. Claws really embedded in my leg, moving up, moving up, moving up. Got really nervous when it started to go towards my face. Kind of shrugged it off, could not shrug it off. Started moving down my arm and then hung on to my hand. And that's when the bleeding really started profusely coming out. The neighbors have banded together to hire a professional squirrel trapper who set up these traps. So far, no squirrel has been caught. So they're not only mean, they're also smart. So crazy. If you're bitten by a squirrel, experts say you should always go see your doctor right away in the rare possibility it has rabies. Alec Baldwin's wife, Hilaria, is speaking out about the firestorm over her apparently faking a European birthplace and accent. She now says she was honest with her husband from the moment they met. Let's, let's do it first together. We're just going to do what we do. Here, she has a charming Spanish accent. There's some stuff that needs to be clarified. Now she she doesn't. Today, Ilaria Baldwin tries to set the record straight yet again after being accused of faking her Spanish heritage. This as photos surface showing Hilaria at the center of her Spanish-themed wedding, waving a flamenco hand fan. In 2012, she told People magazine, I liked that I brought in a bit of my culture. New photos from her days as a sexy Latin dancer are also being unearthed. Dressed in a Spanish-themed ruffle mini dress, she competed in the cha-cha and mambo in amateur dance contests before her marriage to actor Alec Baldwin. Her dance partner, Alexander Rechitz, now says, the Ilaria thing is hilarious to me. He says he knew her only by her birth name, Hillary. I'm born in Boston. Hilaria now publicly admits that she was born in Boston, not Spain, as it has been reported for years. My wife is from Spain. Alec Baldwin told David Letterman that his wife was from Spain, raising questions whether he was ever told the truth of her heritage. But Ilaria today tells the New York Times that she told Baldwin she was born in Boston on the first day they met at a vegetarian restaurant in New York. I'm from Boston. That was the first thing I said. That has always been my narrative. As for the now notorious cooking segment, during which she couldn't remember the English word for cucumber. We have, um, cucumber? Cucumbers. She calls it a brain freeze. Ilaria sure does seem obsessed with establishing a Spanish heritage when she has none. All of her five kids were given Spanish names. There's Leonardo, Rafael, Carmen, Romeo, and the youngest, Eduardo. While Ilaria is speaking out... Hey, Alec, any comment on the backlash your wife's taken? It appears Alec is staying silent, at least for now. Back with Melora after this. Next, the most inspirational stories of 2020. How the year we'd like to forget made heroes out of so many of us. Then, mom under fire for tossing her baby into the snow. Do you regret posting the video? Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. 2020 will be remembered not only for the devastating pandemic, but also for the everyday people who stepped up to become heroes, proving the resiliency of the human spirit. 
They're the inspirational and touching moments that helped us get through the worst year ever. A three-year-old under lockdown could not wait for the daily visit from the mailman. They didn't talk, they danced. Her on the couch, him outside, so cute. Moments of kindness were appreciated. That is so nice of you. Newlyweds left snacks out for the folks delivering their wedding presents, a small gesture that meant everything. Thank you. And homeowners raised thousands of dollars for an 89-year-old essential worker seen struggling while he delivered packages to make ends meet. He got enough to retire. No one will ever forget the frontline healthcare personnel who risk their lives to treat others. Saying thanks to them with a nightly salute began in Italy. The touching gesture soon spread to the USA, where at 7 p.m. every night, workers were cheered by people locked down at home. They applauded and used pots and pans to show their admiration. In the Big Apple, the song New York, New York became a nightly anthem, urging people to push on. It's up to you. Singer Brian Stokes Mitchell did his part with a nightly performance from his New York City apartment window. This guitar-playing doctor from Philadelphia performed a new song every day on Facebook to cheer up friends and family. Dr. Jim Black is up to song number 278. The voice contestant, Felicia Temple, who is also a nurse, became an inspiration when she left the live tour, a lifelong dream of hers, to return to the front lines. Once a nurse, always a nurse. Hi, honey. The moments that touched us could also break our hearts. This 90-year-old man had been separated from his wife for many months. Their emotional reunion touched America. I love you, sweetheart. I love you so much. She soon passed away, and he would die in the same room two weeks later after contracting COVID. Teachers inspired, from the principal who visited the homes of all 617 high school graduates, to the teacher who set up an easel outside the home of a student who was having difficulty with her homework assignment. And these were the moments we never got tired of seeing. COVID patients leaving the hospital, cheered on by the people who saved their lives. Some patients had spent months hooked up to machines and they were going home. So three cheers to them and three cheers to you too. Everyone deserves a hand this year for sure. We can't say it enough. Thank you to all the health care and essential workers. And up next, the mom being shamed for tossing her baby in snow. Is dropping your baby in snow safe? What? Now you see him. This mom is under fire for tossing her baby into a snowbank outside her home in Lake Tahoe, California. And the social media reaction has been pretty intense. Poor baby, he is too small to say what he really felt. He doesn't look like he's enjoying it at all. Go to angry comments. Hi! 
Now the mom, Julia Mancuso, is coming to Inside Edition to say her baby boy was never in any danger. He had such a good time in the snow. I mean, he just loves the snow and adventure. And mom knows a thing or two about snow herself. She's a former Olympic ski champ. Down to the finish line for Mancuso. She thought the video of one-year-old Sonny would charm her 250,000 fans on Instagram. Notice he is giggling and smiling throughout. But she doesn't recommend other parents try this at home. For me, snow is my element, so I would never recommend anyone going out and doing this just randomly to their child. Do you regret posting the video? Uh, definitely not. I think it was one of those moments where I can very much defend my position because of my experience because I knew exactly what I was throwing my son into and I feel like a lot of the comments are just people that don't know. <laughs> Up next, Dad's Happy Dance. Finally, extreme dad dancing. You got it, girl. You got it going on. This dad couldn't be happier. Get it, girl. Get it. So what's making him dance? His daughter just got an A in organic chemistry. Get it, yeah, yeah. Bam, bam, bam. Booyah. Yep, he's happy. See you next time. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to Inside Edition ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay. And and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> I respond to quickly. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. I expected I expected you to lay into me. Well, this was over the strike period. Oh, I had time. Yeah. See, that, that, does, that doesn't count. <laughs> Sure, I responded to everything because responding to you, putting reruns up on the podcast was like a form of employment. Yeah. And I felt like I had something to get up for every yeah. day. So thank you for that. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be because Survivor 46 is here and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, Devaya Daris. What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast, and to ask Jeff some questions because even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.